everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Live from Pawnee. I'm Alan, and with me as always is my co-host, Mark. Mark, how are you today? Well, Alan, I'm doing good, buddy. Uh, it's uh, been a little bit warmer weather, but it's been really rainy, so I, I'm a little grumpy. <laughs> I can totally relate. Uh, we got some warm weather yesterday. Now it's cold and rainy today. So who knows what we'll get here in, uh, you know, Pawnee, Indiana tomorrow. Stupid Indiana. Yeah. Weather just changes on a dime. It really does. Well, Mark, as you know, I, and I will tell our listeners now that uh, our viewers. Their viewers. That this is a special episode this week. Um, we're going to do something a little bit fun, something we've never really done before. We don't we wouldn't call this a spotlight. I think it's just for the heck of it episode is what I'm calling it. What are you calling it? Oh, I like that. I was going to call it a shooting from the hip episode, but I, I like yours better. I like that, too. This week, Mark and I had a lot going on in our personal lives. We both had deaths in our families, and uh, you know we, we've been dealing with some of that, and uh, that's kind of behind us, but we're just catching up. So we wanted to drop a special fun episode where I think we're going to review our top five commercial spots that we've done since the start of the show uh, well over a year ago. Oh, my gosh. You know, if, it's interesting. If you go back, we probably have done... I got to say in excess of 60 commercials. Yeah, that, that was my count too. somewhere between 60 and 70 commercials. And, right. And, and some of them have been really funny and high production quality, if I can say so myself. Uh, you know, we paid those Hollywood <laughs> folks to do those commercials for us and they came out pretty good. Well, yeah. At, and, and for our viewers at home, you know, Alan is a is a whiz at master control and does, I would say, the vast majority of the production uh, you know, stuff that goes on. I tend to do most of the voice work, not all, but most. That's true. And then we, well, do you, we probably split the writing 50. It's 50? about 50, 50. I, I think yeah. sometimes you take the lead and I'll, I'll punch up and vice versa. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And we have a lot of fun doing that. And uh, it's been a creative outlet for both of us. I, I hope our viewers enjoy it. I know we've gotten a lot of positive feedback. We've had a few negative Nellies out there. You know, they might have been over it, but that's fine. Everybody's got their own opinion and they're welcome to it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's not going to win any Emmys or Grammys or it's going to get schmammies. It's, maybe it'll win some shmammies, but I'm crossing my fingers. The, the announcements come out next week. I mean, honestly, Alan, I think our goal is if, you know, if you write something and want me to punch it up, you kind of hope that I'll laugh as I'm reading it. And, yeah. and same thing for me. Like if we can make each other laugh, then you know, done. We figure that then at least two other people out there will laugh. At least two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Your wife and my wife. If we pay them. We, well, your wife. Well, the- <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, mine will laugh too. Yeah. Well, how do we really get into this, Mark? Should we, uh, we let's do this countdown style and uh, maybe we'll just do a little, you know, number five and then we'll we'll play the spot. We'll listen to it with our with our viewers and uh, we'll talk about anything that's interesting to say about it. And then we'll move right into the next. one. Yeah, I, I like that. Number five. Well, Alan, coming in at number five, um, I, we have uh, a commercial from season three, episode four, Ron and Tammy two. And uh, we named the commercial O'Shea's Irish Pub. Do you remember that one? I do. As I recall, uh, this one was inspired by a, a trip to a local bar there in Pawnee. And uh, we were looking uh, for some uh, local Irish pub inspiration for ourselves. That's right. That's right. I think in the episode, they actually got they sprung for pizza and that's right. Beer and ice cream for the police department, for the police department. Yeah, they were schmoozing up trying to get them to uh, cover uh, security for the Harvest Festival. That's right. They're trying to earn the favor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's play that one. Here we go. Number five. It really doesn't matter what you call it. Beer hall, public house, cocktail lounge, brew pub, watering hole. When you find the right one. 
you just know it. Hello, this is Ron Swanson. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you went to a place where everybody knows your name? If you said never, and let's be honest, we all know that's what you said, <laughs> then boy oh boy have I got an idea for you. Grab your buddies. Okay, don't have a big friend group, no problem, I understand. I've said before, one to three is sufficient. So, just grab your best friend. Okay, maybe you don't exactly have one, I understand. So, just grab your wallet and head on down to O'Shea's Irish Pub. Perchance, you will meet a new best friend. That's right, O'Shea's. According to the Pawnee Journal, quote, O'Shea's is the very best of the 14 Irish pubs in Pawnee, end quote. Who exactly did they beat out, you may ask? Well, let me tell you, son. The Randy Leprechaun... <laughs> Tipsy McStaggers, the dog's bollocks, the hairy lemon, sounds gross, but okay, Patty's pudding, the wander in, the cardinal's confessional, the wonky donkey, which I have learned is another name for a three-legged horse, in case you didn't know, the spread eagle, dirty dicks, filthy McNassies, the beaver dam, <clears throat> I sense a theme here. And finally, my second favorite and runner-up, O'Sullivan's Bastard. In conclusion, the next time you are craving adult libations, I heartily recommend O'Shea's for your drinking pleasure. O'Shea's, happily endorsed by our local boys in blue at the Pawnee Police Department. When you get to O'Shea's, be sure to do two things. A. Tell them Ron sent you. And B. Tip generously. If you do both of these, who knows? They may even break out the secret bottle of Lagavulin from under the bar. It will be our little secret. Thank you. That is all. Very nice. You know what I remember about that list, Mark? I, I, What's we that? Were, we were searching for, for some inspiration on that one. I think I might have taken the lead on this one now that I think about it. And um, I'd say of the, what was that, 14 others? So that was the top yeah. 15 list or something. Right, right. crazy to begin with. Um, I think 12 or 13 of those are real pub names from around the world. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's where you're like, you know what? We our Creativity is not our strong point. So not let's today. just go to the yeah. real world. And there's some nutty bars yeah. out there. Yeah. Filthy McNasties is one of my favorites. I think I think I actually made that one up. But the rest of them were pretty real. So, yeah. Fun stuff. Pretty, pretty funny. I like it. All right. Well, Mark, what came in at number four this week? Number four. Number four. Um, it's like is, Casey uh, this, Kasem's top ten countdown. We got these stacks of wax that we're counting down. Um, Zoic Scoob. Didn't he do that voice too? He All right. does, yeah. Anyway. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number four, season three, episode six, uh, Indianapolis. That's right. Um, we have um, a, a, a PSA that was done by Ron Swanson because uh, sadly his – you may remember, Alan, his favorite uh, eatery, his favorite steakhouse, uh, Charles oh, Mulligan yeah. Steakhouse. It uh, it closed. Yeah, I've got it on yeah. the wall right here behind me. I the see that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I love it. So this is a kind of uh, Ron's uh, homage, if you will, to That's his right. to his beloved eatery. I love it. All right. Well, let's give it a play. And now a very special message from our spokesperson, Ron Swanson. Set 
Ron Swanson. Like the sands in an hourglass, this world and everything in it is transitory. Change is inevitable. Indeed, change is the only constant. When these changes occur, it's hard not to become introspective, asking the big questions like, what does it all mean, and what is our purpose? To that end, we must love and appreciate the here and now. Reflect, consider, and savor those things we should be grateful for. With those words, I would like to pause and have a moment of silence as we remember Charles Mulligan Steakhouse, the best damn steakhouse in the damn state. <laughs> the story goes, in 1914, Charles Mulligan got drunk, wandered into a field, and punched a man to death. The man turned out to be a cow, and that cow turned out to be a delicious steak. <laughs> so beautiful. It's like poetry. Eat your heart out, John Keats. I still remember my first trip to Indianapolis to eat at Mulligan's Steakhouse like it was yesterday. I was just a barely mustachioed kid full of optimism and pipe dreams. I was so excited I got three speeding tickets on the way there. My first steak dinner there was so satiating and totally fulfilling that I actually wrote my first and only poem about it later that night. I called it Memories of Mulligans, or M-O-M for short. In fact, I believe I would have chosen that steak over my real M.O.M. But the magic didn't stop there. For the better part of two decades, I witnessed masterpiece after masterpiece. The classic ribeye. The perfect porterhouse. And eventually a specialty cut so large they call it Conan the Enforcer, Destroyer of Bowels. Totally worth it. Whether served with dry rub, béarnaise sauce, or even plain. Whether served with lagavulin or even a simple glass of water. These names and experiences will live on in my memory. So here's to you, Charles Mulligan, and your beautiful, beautiful steakhouse. Thank you for bringing your Brigadoon to our world. Thank you. That is all. Really good stuff that, there. That's something, huh? I love uh I love that I call that Ron's Lament. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good uh, yeah, that's a pretty good name for it. Bad. Yeah. 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 He uh he definitely misses his favorite steakhouse, that's for sure. People not so oh, much, man. but the steakhouse, yes. And I wanna say I, I don't know if I want to say the whole show, but at least to the point that we are currently at the show, he keeps that poster up in his office. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah pretty confident it may be there for the whole run we'll have to keep an eye out for that yeah i yeah. think you may be right all right well mark well let's move on what came in at uh, number three for us on the countdown this week number three look coming in at number three we have a commercial from season four episode three born and raised and uh, it was a little bit of an excursion alan into a uh, pawnee public radio's newest show oh, three q's yeah. and two a's you remember that i do yes it kind of featured two new characters i don't think that we've had on there before no that's true uh at this point i think maybe a month or so before uh harvey had joined our team as a uh you know a co-producer and uh we hadn't really had a chance to get him featured on the air yet so he made his debut in this commercial if i recall 
That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, we had kind of our own very, uh, uh, you know, okay version of, of was it Dury? Dairy? Dairy Murbles. Dairy Murbles. Yep, yep. Yes. The great NPR uh, announcer. So, uh, yeah, not to be confused with the real Dan Castellaneta, but, uh, you know, we'll see how we did. Yeah, not too bad. Let's let's play that sucker. All right. Let's give it a listen. everybody. Thanks again for joining us and thank you as always to our newest sponsor, Karenston's Rubber Nipples. We've got the nipples, baby. Well, welcome to Pawnee Public Radio's newest segment, Three Q's and Two A's. The show where we ask our special guests three questions and allow them to answer two of their choice. I'm Derry Merbles, continuing to fill in for David Parker, who, as you may recall, went on a three-month assignment to study the migration patterns of our nation's squirrels. I'm happy to report that after six months on the road, a case of endemic typhus, and three months of antibiotic-fueled bed rest, David Yikes. is expected back later this week. Ooh, All right, let's get right to it. Our special guest today is Ron Swanson here today to talk about a new podcast about life in Pawnee, aptly called Live from Pawnee. Uh, please hold. Our producer is talking into my ear goggles, as my friends from the Beastie Boys would say. <laughs> What's that? Oh, oh, okay, yes. Sorry, folks, I'm being told that Mr. Swanson was not able to make it today and that the show has instead sent their own producer, who is also the newest member of their team, Harvey Patterson. Welcome, Harvey. Well, hello there yourself, Mr. Merble Mumbles, and let me tell you, when in the studio, I always spin the dial while talking in a circle, because otherwise, where do you put the corners? Do you know? I bet you do. Geometry. Uh-huh. Well, Harvey, here is the first of my three cues, or, or questions, and you can choose to answer this one or pass. But if you pass, you'll need to answer the two remaining questions. Got it? Well, sure enough, Merble Mumbles, that's the way the cookie crumbles. When you get a song like that in your head, three questions asking, two answers giving, and one Merbles and me. You don't get a Grammy for wanting an Oscar, even if you are Felix. Odd couple. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. I understand that Live from Pawnee is a podcast about the hit show Parks and Recreation, which of course is based on life here in the real town of Pawnee, Indiana. Tell us what you think the show's creators, Mark and Alan, hope that their listeners will take away from this podcast. Sure thing, I'll tell you, Mr. Mumbles. Whenever Mark and Alan have listeners, they're probably viewers, and even so, sometimes they want the magic of Pawnee, and sometimes they just want a cool card trick, or a rabbit out of the hat, or in the forest. Either way, you tune in for the forest and not the trees, no matter how much wood a woodchuck chucks. And with my back to the wall, if I'm perfectly honest, I rather doubt the woodchuck chucks wood Go Gophers. <laughs> yes, go Gophers, indeed. Well, Harvey, you're filling in for Ron Swanson today, who is, of course, both a fictional character and, as it turns out, a real-life person. If I'm not mistaken, I saw him dropping you off today. If he drove here, couldn't he just come upstairs and do the interview himself? 
No comment means big pass, mumble fumble. Just because maybe you do or don't like the guy, that's hardly a reason to call a man fictional, much less a character. No matter the strength of the mustache or the direction of the weather vane, his face always points due north. Walk north, walk south, walk like a man, talk like a man, carry on my wayward son, Kansas. Well, I think you said that you were going to pass on this one. I can't be sure, but let's assume so. And that means that you will need to answer this next and final question. Harvey, I understand you are new to the podcast, but have a rich history, which includes both radio and television production. Why choose a podcast at this point in your career? Well, I tell you, my career is just one long string of jobs held together by the duct tape of employment. One town is very like another when your head's down over a pizza, brother. In this game, we're all players, and when I play to win, I turn off the TV. Understand? I don't need that kind of pressure. And there you are with your Peter Pan advice. After all, Merbley, if radio is the theater of the mind, wouldn't you have to admit that podcasts are the VCR tapes of the soul? Thoughts for your thoughts. <laughs> I see what you did there. Well, I believe we're going to count that as an answer, regardless. Thanks to my special guest today, Harvey Patterson of Live from Pawnee. Join us next week with your regular host and three new questions for Pawnee's own local celebrity, Joan Calamezzo, who has been known to ask a few cues of her own. <laughs> Thank you and good day, Pawnee. Joan gotcha. <laughs> is it just me or is Harvey batch crazy? Oh, he is the nuttiest of the nuts. Uh, oh, but he's fun. He is fun. Uh, he has made the studio a more interesting place since joining the team for sure. Yeah, I, oh, I agree. I, I don't know exactly uh, who the, who the, the hiring director was here at LFP oh. worldwide headquarters, but uh but he's turned out to be okay. Yeah, he, he's made some interesting, or he or she, they have made some interesting choices. Yeah, yes. I agree. Yeah, um, Derry seemed to understand Harvey maybe a little better than we did. So I'm, I'm glad he got to do some interpreting for us there. Yeah, that that Derry, I, I, I like that character. He That, that, was, some, that was some good acting there. Yeah, or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, what do we got at number two? Number two. All right. Coming in at number two, we have uh, season two. I think this is uh, on our list, Alan. This is probably the earliest commercial we, we selected as one of our favorites. This is from season two, episode 22. Oh. Uh, I believe the episode is Telethon. Yeah, that sounds right. And this was an interesting one. This week totally broke the uh, the common way that we do commercials. And we did, this was a, a Entertainment 720 uh, a driven uh, That's right. thing. A vehicle. It was about Mouse Rat, wasn't it? Yeah, Mark, you're exactly right. Uh, that This one was about Mouse Rat. And uh, like you said, it was a little different than what we'd done to that date. And we were probably, I think this is the first time we ever kind of maybe kicked up the production quality, so to speak, and uh, did some some interesting things behind the scenes. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I, th I think it turned out really well, though. All right. Well, let's give it a listen real quick. All right. Every generation has its iconic concert film that changes the way people think about modern music for the years that follow. For this generation, that film is Identity Crisis. This is Mouse Rat. 
Hello. This is Reginald Swanson, Rom's cousin from the UK. From their humble roots in small-town Pawnee, Indiana, to their almost regionally recognized heights, Mouse Rat has been the music of a generation and their fans will never be the same. Starting from their early beginnings at the WKKR 2008 Pawnee Battle of the Bands to their soaring heights up near Horsey Heaven at the Pawnee Unity concert a few years later, Mouse Rat, like so many amazing rock gods before them, struggled in their early days with finding their voice and a permanent band name. Tens and hundreds of early fans knew them with various other but equally awesome names such as Scarecrow Boat, Angel Snack, Puppy, Possum or even Penis Pendulum, Punchface Champion, Department of Homeland Obscurity, Jet Black Pope and many, many, many other names before the group finally settled on their best and most consistent name, Mouse Rat. And there has never been another band like them since. So, whether you are a lifelong fan or just band curious, look for this mind-bending documentary brought to you by Entertainment 720 and coming soon to theaters everywhere with simultaneous releases on HBO Max and Pawnee Public Access 46. <laughs> the band is Mouse Rat. The film is Identity Crisis. And this has been one of their biggest fans, just don't tell them that a Swanson sent you. We do have our reputations to uphold. Thank you. That is all. <laughs> that was pretty good, Mark. Uh, you know what I find interesting? Uh, hmm. our, our voice actors, when they do accents, they tend to wander off course occasionally. <laughs> They, they sure do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but still good stuff. Uh, I, I think very Spinal Tap inspired, in fact. That's exactly it. Yeah. I, I think it uh, a nice homage to Spinal Tap and a nice homage to uh, Mouse Rat. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, gosh, Mark. Uh, well, I'm just really curious now. What do we have in at number one? Because that one was pretty good. Number one. At number one, one, number one, position number one. Uh, I think that this was uh, this was never in doubt for you and I, Alan. I mean, I, I think as we got together and we're kind of going through our list right away before we even knew any of the others, we knew what was going to be in our number one spot. Yeah, I think you're right. For Harvest Festival in season three, episode seven, if you remember, it was so large, we ended up splitting it into two parts. I do. And in the second part, we did a very inspired uh, commercial that was kind of our take on the whole Marvel uh, what if, what if uh, yeah. phenomenon that's that's been showing. And uh, and I, I, I just I just love this thing. Like sometimes I'll like bring this up and play it just for fun. Just because I think it's, <laughs> it's I, I do. I, I like this. I think it's that good. I think we had a lot of fun with this one, both writing it and producing it and editing it. And uh it came out really good. I, I think I was I was very pleased with what we did here. Oh, absolutely. And, and not only that, but, you know, I, I'm privy to um, a YouTube video that I think you made that actually has the video oh, yeah. for this. That's yeah, just fan-freaking-tastic, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, we don't have a lot out there on our YouTube uh, channel, but I'll, I'll make sure that one's posted up there if you happen to find us on our YouTube link on the website. But 
Um, you know, and what I like about this one too is it's it kind of is an opening to maybe do more of these. And we we've talked about it a little bit, and I know we've both been really busy, but maybe we can get back to the whole what if Pawnee series, uh, you know, down the road. Oh, I completely agree. Like like you said, we kind of left the door open for more of these, and I would I would love to get back into this. Well, we definitely did. So let's give it a listen, and then we'll uh, we'll come right back. All right. Consider that time, space, and reality as you know it are not fixed, but fluid. Contemplate that another version of you on a different branch in the timeline made substantially different choices leading up to this very moment. I observe all, but I cannot and will not interfere. Not not again. It was really bad last time. I got yelled at. But that is a different story for a different time. Journey with us to explore the unknown as we ask the big question. Pawnee, what if? Who am I, you ask? I am the Waffler. Holy cow, I may actually watch this show. Hello, this is Ron Swanson. Damn it, Constantine, I said no reverb. (laughs) Hello, this is Ron Swanson. Coming this fall on LFP TV, episode one of Pawnee What If? Harvest Festifail. Imagine a world similar to the one you know, but different. In this version, Leslie and the gang must pull off the perfect Harvest Festival in order to save her beloved Parks Department. But unlike the world you know, in this one, Leslie hates many animals. Scientifically, hummingbirds are the world's cutest animals. But you know what isn't cute? Miniature horses. They're just weird. They're just weird. They're just weird. 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 And... Without Little Sebastian, the Harvest Festival is a flop and ends after only three days due to poor attendance. What happens? Tune in to find out. Also, on this season of Pawnee What If, we imagine what if Mark Brindanowitz stayed at City Hall? What if Ben and Chris went back to Indianapolis? What if April never forgave Andy and moved to Venezuela? What if Ron stayed with Tammy too? I scared myself there. (laughs) And finally, what if Andy never fell in the pit, 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 pit? Join us next Wednesday for the season one premiere of Pawnee What If? And stick around until after the credits for a special sneak peek of our spinoff series, April Ludgate, what evs? <laughs> Thank you. That is all. I freaking love that. That was really good. Yeah, it's it's been a minute since I've listened to that, but uh, gosh, uh, that was a fun one. That was, and I I think it, we kind of just built on on things that the other brought up, and we just kept on building on it and building yeah. on it until we're like, you know what, let's do this like a like a big Marvel thing. Yeah, well, I actually had forgotten that we basically pretty much scripted out all of what season one of this episode of this TV show could have been. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So really now it's just a matter of going and writing those and producing those. I mean, what would stop us, Mark? I agree. Nothing. Nothing's going to stop us now, just like Starship says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throwback. Uh, except time, money, and, uh, well, time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all those things are, I don't like those. No, they're lined up against us <laughs> for finding out for sure. Yep. Well, that was fun. I I, uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of creating some interesting and uh, funny and creative commercials along the way. And, you know, that's only five of what we say, maybe 70 of these we've done. So right. certainly probably five of the, the better ones and more complex ones. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Alan, I think you would agree with this. When we first a long time ago, gosh, what, a year and a half ago or more, more now, yeah. you know, when we first started talking about doing this podcast, this was one of the things that we always, for whatever the reason, <laughs> we always kind of envisioned doing is just saying, you know what, let's just make our own little yeah. breaks, our own little commercials. And then it just kind of blossomed into being like, okay, I guess we got to write these every single time. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's been fun. Well, the first, uh, what was it, up all maybe all the way through season, halfway through season two, we were doing two spots per podcast. Oh, yeah. I recall. Yes. <laughs> Talk about overachievers like Leslie. And then we dialed it back to one. We did dial it back. Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, upon, upon a recommendation from one, ourselves and our spouses and two, uh, maybe a listener or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was the right call. It was the right call. Yeah. It let us focus on other things and including making the rest of the podcast a little better, which I, I hope we've achieved. Yeah. Well, this is this was fun, though. I mean, this is I, I actually hadn't listened to these in quite a while, and I think that they're good. And, and as I, I really enjoyed this little trip down commercial memory lane. I have, too. Well, you know, I, I'll put the offer out there. If you want to hop on our website, we've got like four different ways to interact with us and obviously in the socials as well. If you've got ideas out there that you'd like to see us try and produce as part of, you know, the kind of Parks and Rec inspired uh, creative world, um, we'd be ha more than happy to consider those and uh, you take some inspiration from our listeners at home. Absolutely. Uh, we, we may not be to the level of Saturday Night Live or Kids <laughs> in the Hall, but, you know, I'll, no. I'll, sure. It's it's poor sketch comedy. No, no but. Mark, but we've met people who have done those shows, and that that qualifies us somehow. <laughs> oh, then done. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's correct. That's right. <laughs> and we got a couple of great interviews coming up, so I'm really looking forward to a few of those. We'll be able to announce those on the podcast. I think maybe beginning next week. Absolutely. You know what, Alan? I know we've said this in the past on our podcast. We've been very very fortunate with the uh, quality. Uh, of, of decent people that have been willing to interview with us. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just a couple of podunks who, you know, have no particular reason to have, have scored the interviews we have. But um, I mean, it's really worked out. No, we've been very lucky. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the next couple we've got on the books. You know about them as well as I do. And uh, yes. we're, we're in the prep stage now. We'll be actually doing one tomorrow night. And uh, we've got a couple coming up in the next few weeks that are pretty exciting. Oh, man. You, you said a mouthful. I, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. So <laughs> anyway, that's enough teasing of that. And we should probably yep. let everybody go. And uh, thank everybody for listening this week. Again, sorry we couldn't produce a full episode, but we hope you enjoyed this instead. And uh, we look forward to being back with you with a full episode next week. Absolutely. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of the creators. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompani.com for more details or to contact us.